0: Jackie Engel is a Pennsylvania-based actor, singer, musician, educator, and director. In her own words, my love affair with theater began in high school and I got involved with my local community theater shortly after graduating. I stayed involved as performer, music director, administrator, and eventually artistic director for more than 28 years. During that time, I got a music degree and started directing and music directing in high schools, regional summer stock theaters, colleges, and other local theater. All in all, 170 productions to date. I created a very successful theater education program at Community Theater League of Williamsport and founded ACT UP, a collaboration with the Community Arts Center in Williamsport, This eventually led to the creation of the Ray of Light Awards for Excellence in High School Theater, a televised year-long theater adjudication program in North Central Pennsylvania. In 2017, I went back to college for a Bachelor's in Arts Management and a Master's in Arts Administration while teaching voice and piano with the prestigious Uptown Music Collective in Williamsport. In February 2020, I relocated to take a position as the Executive Director of the Walk-In Arts Center in Schuylkill Haven. My favorite productions to date are Avenue Q, I Love You, You're Perfect Now Change, Run For Your Wife, West Side Story, and Les Miserables. She can be found on Instagram at Jackie141, that's J-A-K-K-I-141, or at the website of the Walk-In Arts Center, walkinartcenter.org. And you can also find YouTube clips of some of her shows, including West Side Story and Les Miserables.
1: I'm good, you're very bushy today.
0: I'm growing it out, I've never had a beard this long. I've, I'm at that phase now where I, where I go, okay, do I clip it and manicure it so it looks nice, or do I become a cowboy and lose my upper lip entirely? No, i will do that. I, it, I'm letting it do its thing for now. <laughs> so, so I met you while I was in Williamsport. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we formally met at any point, until working together uh,
1: i don't think so i think it was in spam a lot um <laughs> we worked yeah. pretty closely there and on a few other shows after that so yeah
0: i was familiar with you as as anyone in the arts in Williamsport. Uh, i had various actor friends that would talk about like oh i hate working with jackie <laughs> um because yeah, because so because you were so uh in their words you were so hard on them i believe um, And you you
1: say that people really say that
0: they did. I don't remember who the people were, (laughs) but that was a lot of
1: times. I get that from people who have actually not worked
0: with me. (laughs) And then
1: when they actually work with me, they change their tune. But anyway, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, there were a lot of people like, Oh, Jackie, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then there was also, there was a reputation at CTL at that time, right before I was cast in spam a lot this was the predominant thing, even among people that still did work with community theater league was that uh, what's the, what's the phrasing? I forget, but it was that it was kind of a, a club. And like, if you didn't know somebody, you weren't going to get cast in a show. They had the same click of people and most, mostly all the shows, people that were doing shows at, at CTL at that time, they, they validated that. They said, yeah, that's pretty much true. And then mm-hmm. your involvement with spam a lot is seemed to be what kind of like forced that closed door open uh, because you cast so many of us who had never been involved with community theater at the time. And you were honestly like a huge part of the reason why many of us wanted to to be involved in the first place. Of course, spam a lot because we were Monty Python fans, comedy, farce, love to sing and act. Uh, But you know, you were choosing to do this and you were choosing to, break that stereotype of CTL being a closed door. Mm. So to backtrack a little bit, share if you would, where did you grow up? What were your influences? How did you become an artist?
1: Um, okay, well, I grew up in Williamsport. I went to the Lysak Township um, High School. Um, probably the strongest influence on me musically was my my choir director at that time, Tom Schellenberger, he was actually involved with CTL when CTL first started. He was actually very involved in a lot of shows there um, throughout the like late 70s, early 80s. Um, he actually got me involved um, shortly after high school. Um, he was music directing a show and he needed an accompanist. So um, I was 19 years old. <laughs> i had seen one show at ctl prior to that um, i was 19 years old and um i was supposed to be the accompanist for 1776 um and as it turned out i ended up breaking three fingers right before the show and we had to get somebody else <laughs> to do it but i ended up playing keyboard bass um and then they were doing a show right after that um godspell was the sec- the first show i actually played the first whole show um on piano um someone said oh yeah that that girl. She's supposed to be pretty good, so let's call her up. And that's kind of how it all started. I mean, I did I did high school theater and stuff with Mr. Schellenberger first. Um, but then when I got involved with CTL, it's sort of like it once it once it kind of bites you, it never really lets go. Um, the whole um, what you were talking about, that whole click idea, is prevalent. I think in every single theater, um, in every stage of that theater, um, I would say back at the time when I first started there were obviously clicks and and things come and go and people there's always a rotation of people in that theater you know like they they get really involved when they finish high school or college they get involved and they do like a ton of shows for a while and then they get married and they have kids they disappear for a while the kids get old enough to be left alone they come back so um, there's always that feeling of clicks I think that sometimes that definition often does come from people who feel somewhat disgruntled, like they didn't get the part they thought they should have. Oh, well, they only hire their friends, or they only cast their friends. Um, I did always used to try to fight that. Um, I mean, all, the whole time that I was at CTL, and especially when I became artistic director, um, I was the artistic director of musicals and, and children's plays for a long time before I became the full artistic director of everything. Um, and it was always a thing when people would come and audition, and you would want to get as many people involved as possible um, inevitably somebody's not going to get a part and they're going to feel like they've been you know blackballed or something like that um and it's never intentional um i mean when you're in a community theater you have multiple directors and directors often feel more comfortable working with people that they might know so even sometimes as artistic director i would really disagree with a casting choice because i would want to get the new person involved who was really great but the director's like, oh, I really feel like I should be with this person. So you're always going to fight those kind of things. Um, but anyway, and when I was in high school, I was a musician, uh, flute player, piano player. I was going to go to school for music at that time. Um, I ended up having a crisis my senior year in high school, and I was like, I don't want to be one of those music nerds. <laughs> so um, I didn't go to school for music right away. I went for secondary math. Um, and figured out that's not what I wanted to do either took a lot of time off and I went back to college at age 28 to get my music degree um, mostly because I was doing theater so much I was doing a lot of community theater and um, through that I got some jobs being music director at a few high schools and then it was like oh yeah this is what I want to do like I love working with young people I love working with like high school age especially so um, that was sort of the impetus for me to go back to school. So I went back to school for music. Um, during that time, CTL was actually hiring staff because they moved into a new space. So, um, someone said, again, someone said, oh yeah, that, that Jackie girl knows how to do that computer stuff. (laughs) This was like late nineties or early 2000s. So, um, while I was in college, I just kind of went over to CTL to help get things sort of on track in the new building and everything. And I and my position just sort of grew so i ended up not using my music degree so much theater started taking over i started directing and music directing and things and theater became my main focus um and since i was still in school then i ended up taking some theater classes in school so i got a really pretty rounded theater slash music education then um and then i stayed at ctl for a long time all that time i was also working in Millbrook playhouse for four summers um so I would literally take my vacation time from CTL and I would go <laughs> do theater at another theater. Um, I started um, directing at Penn College. I, I did some shows at um, Lock Haven University as well. So um, I did some position in most of the high schools of Lycoming County, um, sometimes hired as the director, sometimes hired as the music director. So um, throughout all of that, I got to know a heck of a lot of young people, <laughs> a heck of a lot of high school age theater crazy people um and out of that grew the act up productions which were these monstrous shows that we did at the community art center um you know selling you know four thousand seats over a, a weekend and um we did like Miz and we did west side story and all those really big shows that a lot of high schools don't tackle for whatever reason so um that's kind of how it all evolved it became you know started out as music and then eventually just the passion each theater sort of came over and kind of takes over. Um, and then as you get older, you kind of just want to run everything. <laughs> so that's sort of me and my as I'm you know middle age now. Like I, I like being the decision maker and the guider and like where are we taking this and where are we gonna go now? So um, that's what brought me to Cooper County, and um, and here I am. So that's basically my journey. There, out in the darkness.
2: A fugitive running fallen from God fallen from grace God be my witness I never shall yield Till we come face to face Till we come face to face He knows his way in the dark is the way of the Lord, and those who follow the path of the righteous shall have their reward, and if you fall as Lucifer fell, the flame, the sword, stars in your multitude Filling the darkness with order and light You are the sentinels Silent and sure Keeping watch in the night Keeping watch in the night You know your place in the skies and your aim and each of your seasons returns and returns and is always the same and if you fall as Lucifer fell you fall in rain, and so it has been and so it is written on the doorway to paradise that those who falter and love to fall, must pay the price, Lord, let me find him, that I may see him, the Savior
0: So, art was just infused into your life before you really even knew what to think?
1: Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, my mom was, um, like a church organist, you know, where there was always music in our house. Um, I was, a like a musical, I was the musical kid that could play every instrument in high school. You know, um, I got out of class a lot because I could go down to the, to the music room and take a lesson on some new instrument and stuff. So like, I was like that really nerdy music kid. Um, piano is what I actually went to college for eventually, but up until I was 28, I had probably played a hundred shows by that point, and I had never taken a piano lesson, So piano was just something that I picked up after I learned how to read the notes on the page, you know, I'm like, oh, well, that's a C, and that's a T, and we just put them all together, and we get something that sounds like music, so, um, then by the time I went to college, it was sort of, I was a little bit of a lost cause. I had a whole lot of bad music habits that (laughs) that they really tried to break me of. I can't say that they're completely broken, Um, but I did learn a lot then. Um, And I definitely developed my passion for theater while I was in college and starting to to be more involved, even more involved in CTL than I already was, so.
0: I did not realize that you were a harpist.
1: Um, Actually, that's my midlife crisis. (laughs) A few years ago, like I've always wanted to learn, you know, and and people are like, oh, that'll be easy. You're a piano player. You know, it be it is the hardest instrument I have by far. I have ever tried to learn to play. It's counterintuitive, the way you have to move your hands to make it all work. Um, So a few years ago, I started taking lessons on it and I do still do it. But I when I went back to college for my master's degree, I kind of took a break from the lessons. Um, And I finally actually in the pandemic been able to get back to it so you know maybe in a year or so I'll be able to like play something that sounds good but let me tell you it is the hardest instrument by far that I've ever played so um, I highly recommend it I love the sound of the harp it's just wow I had no idea how difficult it was
0: yeah I have I have no doubt there was there (laughs) when I was in San Diego uh, managing mainly weddings but two thirds of the time it was weddings, but sometimes it was corporate functions and you know, quinceañeras and whatever. So occasionally a, a harpist would be hired. And it was always the same three girls because there are only so many harpists out there.
1: Right. But
0: but they get paid extremely well because there are only so many harpists out
1: there. <laughs> Sorry, that was my goal. That was gonna be like my little side business, but I, I have a little ways to go before I can do weddings. So. <laughs>
0: So, because you are a musician, um, and your your default or your favorite how I don't know how you would put it instrument is the piano.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kind of out of I, mean, I mean, to listen to no, I'm actually I love the sound of an oboe, <laughs> which only if it's played well because you hear a lot of really bad oboe players, but a really well played oboe like finds your I don't every every nerve ending it just lights me up, but um. Yeah, I mean, out of necessity, I play a lot of piano. Um, yeah, it, that's, that's probably my my main love. I, it, it's it's a love hate at some point, you know. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> I actually sing, you know, like I teach, you know, I teach people to sing too. So I I don't get to do that because everyone's like, oh, you play piano, like sit here, you know. So like, all right, I'll play a piano, but um, but no, I do, I do love the piano a lot. It's 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 the piano
0: more <laughs> more than singing.
1: Um, yeah, probably a little bit more. I mean, I love to sing. I wish I could do more of it. Um, but probably, yeah, I probably do like the piano a little bit more. It's actually notice I do like it more. I'm not gonna lie because I actually pulled out the classical stuff during the pandemic here, which I haven't played for like 20 years. So I'm like, Oh, I used to be able to play this big doing stuff really good. And I don't know. It's a little rusty. So, um, I kind of want to get back to where I was once good on that classical stuff.
0: <laughs> Were you? Did you ever try drumming like
1: what Celine does? Oh my gosh, drumming is the worst. I cannot drum at all. <laughs> it's like, like the paradiddle, paradiddle, uh, like I cannot do it. And then when I watch a drummer with like, you know, all parts of their body doing different things, forget it. I'm in awe, like I love drummers. I think they're amazing. Um, some of my best friends are drummers, but yeah, I, I completely suck at the drums. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's its own thing, right? It is a different animal. It's like the harp, in a way. <laughs> well, every instrument, every instrument, it's its own. Very true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jackie, what's your favorite song on piano? If you had to pick a favorite.
1: Uh, favorite to play. Um, there's a well, classically there's a Ravel song. Uh, it's a Ravel tune. It's pavane pour um, un uh, fonds, which is um, pavane for an infant princess. The so pavane is a death, uh, death song death tune that was written for a princess. So obviously she's dead. Um, it's just the most like heartbreaking tune. I think it's just very beautiful. I mean, I find myself out of out of love of theater playing you know broadway-ish stuff um constantly but my brain truth truthfully these days is kind of like a conveyor belt i'm like a really good sight reader so i could put anything down in front of me i could play it in a second but like it's in and out it's like in my brain and out did my eyes comes out my fingers and it's gone and people think oh yeah you know that you did that show you know that song and i'll be like yeah i don't know that anymore <laughs> like it's gone it's out but um I enjoy that stuff like I enjoy I, I do enjoy the Broadway stuff a lot um and and I know like Isaac is a, a a legit lesbian and he does like straight plays and stuff and and a really great straight play is, is awesome um but I've never really gotten goosebumps from a really great straight play and when you go to a musical and the music overtakes you and you just feel it in your body it's a different thing so um there's always that that Argument: straight play versus musical, and um, I, I will always fall on the musical side, just quite a little bit, quite a lot actually. But
0: <laughs> yeah, so could I? Could we hear a little bit of your favorite piano song? did education become something you knew was was really something you were meant for
1: um I mean in the late 90s when I started working with high schools and I decided you know I really should go back to school for music because this is what I want to do that's probably when it first germinated um but I think like as I started to work with high school students um like I developed the summer theater camp program at the theater where I work. So I developed that and that kind of grew. we have like, we would have like 220 some kids in a five week period. Um, and then that, that grew into this um, ACT UP productions that with the, with the community arts center. Um, and those would be like 80 students from like 12 different high schools all, all around the area. So being able to work with like, the best kids from every school was this amazing experience, um, and it kind of started as a joke. I was looking for a, I was looking for a show for our summer theater camp, and Disney's High School Musical was like the hot thing. Everybody was doing it, you know, and it was sort of like, all right, we should do this little show, right? It'll be fine. But it it was such a phenomenon when it first came out that everybody was doing it. So I went over to the community arts center. I talked to Rob Steele, who was the guy in charge. And I said, all right, there's this show we should do it. It's probably going to be too big for CTL about doing this joint thing. Um, and he was like on board right away. Um, so we had all these kids there were like 80 kids. in as we had this like budget, it was like a $50,000 budget. We got grants to do it. And there was, it was being able to do a real like full scale production. You didn't have to cut corners on every little thing. And, um, I remember crying, like watching the audience reaction because it was packed. It was packed. And of course it was like little girls who like all love Troy Bolton. They're all like Disney fanatics, right? So kid we had playing the lead. in that was this gorgeous young guy who was this amazing singer. And he came down through the the aisles to go into a scene in the second ad. And and you could watch all these little girls like, oh my God, he's coming. Oh my God. And I thought to myself like, wow, like what an amazing thing for this young guy who, really couldn't care less about these five-year-old little girls but to know like he had this amazing impact on these people that didn't know him from Adam you know an hour ago when the show started so um that's kind of what it really hit me so like those shows really became my passion and we ended up doing Les Miz and we did um West Side Story and these gigantic productions that high schools often don't tackle because they're too big um do and like I would marvel like myself at how amazing they were the kids that were in les mis i would say all of the leads in that show are now professional something in new york like um are are equity actors a couple one writes musicals and i have no doubt will one day have a show somewhere there's several that are working actors and one was just in um the Radio City Christmas show for the second time. Like he's a principal vocalist. So like when I look back at those things and I think of like how impactful that time period was for all of them, like that's, that's my thing. And I went to see the kid who was in, um, he was in the Radio City show. And of course I'm crying because there's Caleb up there and he's like, you know, one of the five principal singers. And um, I wrote this really sappy Thanksgiving post on Facebook about how what an amazing time that was for me. And 120 kids replied to that. And and I cry. I can't even read it these days because I cry. And they're like, like, Jackie, you were so important to all of us. And you, you know, you like you were the best time that we ever had and you really impacted me. Like, I can't even read it now. Even their parents would chime in at like what an amazing time this was for them. And I always say that, um, I always tell people that when you do theater especially in high school, it's the one thing you can do that prepares you for real life. And then people are like, well, that's ridiculous. Like singing and dancing and like, what does that mean? I'm like, but the confidence that it takes to do any of that stuff in front of a thousand people is a skill you can't really get in anything else you do in high school. So those kids will go on to rule the world. I have no doubt because of their theater experience. You know, you might be struggling actors for a while. <laughs> they might do that um but if they don't go into acting and they um are going to get a job in a business world they're going to be the kids that are up there giving the presentations because they know how to speak in front of a, a group of people and they're not going to be nervous when they're on a zoom meeting and they're not going to know how to lead those discussions so like i really feel that theater is transformative i've watched kids that are come to me in sixth grade who trip over their own feet and they're so shy and then when they're a senior like the lead tap dancer in their high school production with all this confidence and stuff. So I think that's what really got inside me, the education part, because I know, I know how it transforms people and I see it over and over again. Um, and even someone like Isaac, you know, like, if, <laughs> you know, some people don't get into theater until they're a little bit older in life, but then they discover it. it's like, Oh my gosh, like this is, this gets inside you and this creates who you are. And it's just an amazing thing to watch. And I love watching young people go through that transformation the most.
0: So, <laughs> unfortunately, we only have four minutes left, so there, so, um, Celine, if you have anything to chime in, please go ahead, but I want to make sure that we cover, uh, I'd like to know if you think you have an artistic vision, and then before we lose time, uh, if you could talk about your new job and your new living, um, situation in, uh, Hill
1: Haven. Okay. Um, my artistic vision is, it is geared more toward education at this point in my life. Like, I'm not going to go out and star on a Broadway show at this point in my life. Um, I do feel like my, my vision is to help other people see their vision. I guess that may be the best way. Um, and that like, does kind of lead into what I'm doing too. I'm working in a place now, which is visual arts. It's not theater. um, uh, we have like 16 artist studios at the walk-in art center and it's, it's kind of an incubator place it's where um, newer artists they get a studio we give them a space at, at a very inexpensive rent so that they can be in a community of artists and learn and um, develop who they are as an artist and then hopefully they will be someone that can sell their work and actually make a living off of their art so it's very similar in a way to what I did as as a theater person and I think that it's it's all the same thing. I mean, like a playwright and performers, they're, they're trying to make you feel something and visual artists are the same way. When you look at a painting or a sculpture, they want you to see what they're trying to see or see what you, they might not have been trying to have you see. You see something else in it. So um, I think it's very similar. So I'm able to easily flip into that new world. And there will be some performing at, at the Walk-In Art Center in the future. I think that was part of the reason why they wanted me because I had all this performance background. So um, but it's going to be more of a, a, a full-rounded performing arts center, art center um, situation, all different, all different arts and disciplines happening there. So, so that's how I'm. That's where I am now. So, is that
0: area? Uh, does it feel very, very different from where you were in Williamsport?
1: Um, Not so much. I mean, in Williamsport, I was developing programs and still doing administrative stuff and all those kind of things. So that part's the same. Like they never really had an education, a a real full-blown education program. So that was a big thing that I'm working on. So provided the world opens up in the fall, um, hopefully we'll be able to get a start on that. So um, a lot of that is the same um i will probably end up doing some kind of theater education there at some point but um right now we're just kind of working with what they already have
0: and are you creating anything right now
1: um well i've only been here for two months so I haven't really had a chance to do much of anything except get my feet under me and then of course the world fell apart so we're doing a lot of planning um but yes i will um i love that they have a pottery studio there and it's something that i've always wanted to get into so that's in my future, I'm sure. Um, I actually did dabble in painting um, in my past, so I'm getting back to that. I started this painting a long time ago, and then I found out that oil paintings take months to dry. Fine, it could never like finish the details on it, and it was taking forever, so I'm like, yay, I can finally finish that stuff. So so I'm getting there, um, and discovering a part of myself that's been kind of dormant for a while. So I'm for that.
0: Thank okay. you so much for, for giving us your time. It's great to see your face again.
1: Oh, thanks. Good to see you, too. Nice to meet you, Celine.